then I'm so excited about this season. How many of you agree that the season is changing? You know that the reason why you should know that is the things that used to work are not working so well anymore. Hello there. See, when winter goes and summer starts, all the winter jackets will now become a problem. In the spiritual world, seasons change. The Bible says, as long as the earth remains, the seasons will change. There'll be night and day. There'll be winter and summer. There'll be sowing and reaping. So, as the season is changing, generally what happens to us is we get frazzled. Because what used to work is not working anymore. But God is preparing us for the season we're going by giving us the equation that will cause us to be the head and not the tail on top and not beneath. So shall it be concerning you and I in Jesus' name. You know, a short while ago, I came telling the church that what used to work is just doing your duty. And I told you, no, 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 no. It doesn't work like that anymore. You must go far beyond the call of duty. Some people are discouraged now because they're doing the same old, same old, and it's not working. God is saying, no, 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 that was then. You must go far beyond the call of duty. And now I've come again saying the Lord spoke, saying, tell them if you speak well, if only you speak well, you will live well. And I titled the message, speak well, live well. Very short and to the point. How many of us want to live well? Live above reproach. Live as an overcomer. Live in your dreams. Be sustained by God. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. But now the question is, live well is not just a prayer. Live well is a function also of how you speak. The scripture is up there on the screen. says people will be rewarded for what they say. They will be rewarded by how they speak. And if you track it, when have you heard this kind of instruction before? If it's coming at this time, it is pinpoint accurate because that is the formula that will work. You will be rewarded by what you say and how you even speak. And so, let me excite you with Proverbs 18 and verse 21. We're going to go interactive today. I know you have your contributions and your questions. The New Century Version says, what you say can mean life or death in spite of your prayer, in spite of your fasting. What you say can mean life or death. But those who speak with care will be rewarded. The word but means that some people will be on this side. Another set of people will be on that side. It says those who speak with care will be rewarded. The word care means you know something. So you have audited the way you speak. The word care means, listen, if anybody can walk like this. If this place is slippery, they have just polished it. And I knew they polished it. But you don't know, you know that when we walk in this place, we're going to walk differently. I will place my foot carefully and I get a grip. But you go like that because that's how you used to walk. And you may slip and break a bone. You can slip and hit your head on this hard uh, marble, this granite floor. And that is terrible. For you to walk with care means you know something. Why would you know something and not change how you speak? The, the living Bible in the same text says those 
who just love to talk will suffer the consequences. It's a season of reward and it's a season of consequences. Those that just love to talk, not speak, they talk anyhow, will what? Suffer. Me and no go suffer. What about you? Me and no go suffer. <laughs> it says those who talk anyhow in this season will suffer the consequences. We will not be amongst those in Jesus' name. And now today, I am putting this message of instruction into overdrive. And I sent you a word this morning. And that word says, speak well and you will enjoy favor. You know, I don't know about you, but I haven't heard anybody speak like this. How do you connect speak well and favor? How do you connect that? It says, he the Amplified Version, Proverbs 22, verse 11b says, He who is gracious in speech, is up on the screen, will have what? The king for his friend. And the Living Bible, Proverbs 16 and verse 15 says, Many favors are now showered on those who please the king. Now, if you are not even friends with the king because you talk anyhow, how can the king shower favor upon you? You know, it takes me back to our family prayer of agreement. I, I, I want multimedia to bring family prayer of agreement up. There's a point that says, uh-huh, the next, the next, uh-huh, the next one, I think. Let's read that before. That we shall find favor. Say it again. That we shall find favor and high esteem before God and before all those that are critical to our success and our destinies. That is the way the name of the Lord will be glorified in and through our lives. So if you're talking about favor and I'm coming along saying to you, speak well and you will enjoy favor. You ought to know that it is more than a prayer. It is more than a chant. There is something that behoves you to do in connection with what heaven is doing and what heaven wants to do so that it will work together in tandem. And so I'm saying to you that in this case, you can, and we will continue to pray this prayer to find favor. But if you don't speak well, how will you enjoy the favor you are claiming? The Bible says those that speak well will be the friend of the king. And it is the king that will shower favors, not just your favor, upon some people how many of you will receive favor i will receive favor in the name of the lord jesus christ so speaking well is our subject i established that talk and speaking are not the same thing talk is a function of the fact that you have a voice box and you open your mouth and anything can flow speaking is deliberate is based on what you know an understanding of the season and you form your words carefully and the king becomes your friend and when the king is your friend he showers favors upon you and so shall he be in jesus name and so speaking well that i'm talking about the understanding god is giving me is it is speaking well that will qualify you to enjoy a classification of people that their case is a very special case. 
Speaking well will qualify you to be amongst a people that their lives will be the exception to the rule. Can I tell you what happens? What is going to happen is a lot of things is going to happen to everybody, but the outcome, final outcome, will be determined by how you speak and what you say. The exception to the rule, if, if somebody sleeps, he falls, he lands in a hospital. The exception to the rule is as you're sleeping, it looks like you're dancing. And you just come down gently and somehow it becomes a style. <laughs> somehow people begin to clap for you. What broke other people will elevate some people. Whilst there's a casting down for some people, there'll be a lifting up. By how you speak and what you say. You know, I came to church and I read the story of the Syrophoenician woman. And I'm just going to rush through that. Just to, how many of you actually listened to the message? I said, go home and listen to the first message. You know, it ought to have caught your attention that I need to make some changes here. This woman met the Lord and all the doors were shut. It's not going to happen. It's out of dispensation. Forget about it. You're disturbing her. Just go home. And in one conversation, what should have happened at a, as a future dispensation, according to the Lord of God, was brought back for her to her to enjoy it even when it was not time. One conversation. I didn't say one weekend. One conversation. I'm going to go over it so that you can join me I want the microphones to be made ready. I'm going to read that text from verse 24, Matthew 15 from 24 to 28, the message Bible. So when you hear me, I want you to grab some things. I want you to understand the instructions and get ready to use them because some people will use them if you don't use them. The Bible says in verse 24, the message Bible says, Jesus refused, telling them, I've got my hands full dealing with the lost sheep of Israel. Then the woman came back to Jesus, speaking with care. Bible says she went to her knees. Who told her that? And begged Jesus, said, Master, help me. Verse 26, and Jesus says, it is not right, begging or no begging, to take the bread out of the children's mouth and throw it to the dogs. Sometimes, that's why I say, sometimes you forget that prayer is overrated. But she was quick, verse 27, to say, you are right, because you are the master. But beggar dogs do get scraps from the master's table. And the Bible says Jesus gave in. Oh woman, your faith is something else. You fall out of the class of the generality. You fall into a special class. You come out of the generality. And in your own case, you are going to get a result that nobody else can get. That's what it means. It says what you want is what you get. Right then and then. Right then, her daughter became well against all odds. No conference was taken. No time was lost. It was instantaneous. May change that we desire be same for us, instantaneous in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, she spoke well and she began to live well. And I said that you could, you could title that uh, sermon, Speak Well and You'll Be Well Rewarded. Let me ask you, was she well rewarded for what she said or not? Did she preach a sermon? It was only two sentences. Can I tell you, between you and what you want, it doesn't have to be long. Oh, you got that. God bless you to work for you. It doesn't have to be long. Quick and powerful. 
Particularly if you're here, you've waited a long time. May the Lord do a quick work. What kind of amen is that? May the Lord do a quick work. Bible says, as soon as the door shut, she went down on her knees. And I told you that's body language. It's not a mouth thing. You have to accompany what you're saying by the right body language, which is 65% of true communication. Another thing that comes to mind is when somebody goes on her knees, uh, when you have blasted the door shut in front of her, it means that she understands, she knows something that other people don't know. A lot of people will get upset or turn around. Bible says she went to her knees. The word to capture that is the word deference. Deference means to respect and, and show high esteem due to someone who is elderly or someone in a superior office. A lot of people don't understand the communication of deference. Listen, we're not all on the same level. And it doesn't matter what you say. God is not going to bring some people down to make you happy. So she went down to her knees in spite of what Jesus said in total deference. Question is, do you understand body language? Do you practice deference even when you hear what you don't like? Or does your eye change and and you, you turn around and walk away? Can I ask you, if she turned around and walked away, Will the story end the same way? I'm going to ask you again. If she turned around and walked away, ordinarily, does it not look, well, what else do you want her to do? Does it not feel like that? But if she turned around and didn't understand the, the workings of deference, will her story end in jubilation? May we not go home to our same situation in the name of the Lord Jesus. Please help me look at somebody and say, please change your mind, oh. Bible says in verse 27, she not only went on her knees, she pleaded with the Lord, help me. And when Jesus says that we cannot take the food of the, the children and give to the dogs, she said, you are right. Nigerians, how many Nigerians can answer that kind of thing? You are right. I like the way you're smiling, sister. I like the way you're smiling because you say, this one, hard, oh, pastor, please, please, please. It says you're right. And that is not your right, I'm a dog. You are right to be, you are the one that can pass judgment. You are the lawmaker. Whether it pays me or not, it does not change the fact that I know that you are the Lord. A lot of us will not acknowledge somebody's office when he doesn't pay us. This is acknowledgement of authority and submission to authority. I can submit to what you're saying. And at the appropriate time, I say, but can I have mercy? Can there be a reconsideration? I want someone to hold on to that word reconsideration. She was quick to respond, not quick to take offense. Quick to her knees. Quick to acknowledge authority and to submit to authority. Quick in showing deference. Some of us will show deference after two days. People will talk to you, talk to you, talk to you before you agree. I remember Nehemiah when the, the man of God, Elisha, said, go and bathe in the Jordan. And he said, what is that? I'm not going to do that. And his boys had to talk, 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 talk before he agreed to show some deference. Can I tell you what? Deference is you to appeal. Can I tell you the truth? It is you, deference to appeal. Whether you show deference to the Lord, the Lord Jesus is Lord. 
Can I tell you, the king does not need your permission to rule. It is God that enthroned kings. You cannot dethrone any king if God does not dethrone the king. Can I tell you, difference is for your own good. When the Bible says, honor your father and your mother, it says, no blessing. No matter how smart you are, no matter what you are, if you don't honor your father and your mother, hey, your days may not be long ago. In Yoruba, the reason for that is don't wait to know that you're not rich. Deference is a law that everybody listening to me should begin to embrace. And she didn't show deference because the Lord was smiling with her. Deference does not depend on the person higher than you. It is your state of heart. You must carry it around with you. And this younger generation, I'm not even sure they can spell death. How much more deference? But let me continue. She was quick not to take offense, but she was quick to show submission to authority, which is what opened the door for a reconsideration. Can I ask a question here? Do we not have situations that if we got a reconsideration, our life would change? What kind of answer is this? Do we not have situations that look tough now? That if you got a reconsideration, your life would change. There is a no that can be changed. There is a no that can be changed. That is what speaking well is all about. No. The Oyibo man that made pencil, he made the razor. When you hear no, and you go to deference. No can be changed and yes can be reaching. May that be our experience in Jesus' name. When she said, beggar dogs do get straps. Straps. They called you a dog. You didn't even agree you're a dog. You call yourself beggar dog. Ah, somebody lower yourself. Hello? Just because you lower yourself doesn't mean the Lord will trample on you. Because the Lord resists the proud, but he lifts up the humble. That's a good place for you to clap. Because that's what we need. There has to be a change of attitude. Listen, you can't keep doing what you are doing. You can't keep speaking the way you're speaking. Okay, the way you spoke, what have you done? What have you gotten from it? Bigger dogs get scrapped. Who taught her to speak like this? And she could paint pictures with her words. The picture to draw compassion and a reconsideration. And I call this the right heart attitude. You can't paint a picture that of humility that is not in your heart. You can't paint it with your lips. Because it is what is in the heart the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth is speaking. If humility does not exist in you, if somebody says your situation is like a dog, you will hammer the person. Or you, at least, the least you will do is turn around and walk away. But because humility was in her heart, she can take dog and graduate it to beggar dog and put butt they can keep what falls from the master's table. You cannot paint a picture with your lips or your mouth of a picture that does not exist in your heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will say, when the Lord said to her, I have, I, what kind of woman is this? He was not talking about how she looks. He realized the state of her heart was so different from anybody else. So he set her aside 
as a special person, as a special category. How many of us want God to put us on that side? And he will do it for us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. A right heart attitude. I want to ask you, this attitude that we carry around, how has it helped us? Right heart attitude. Attitude is what motivational speakers speak about. Attitude. No, no. I'm talking about the right heart attitude. Because God looks at the heart, not even the outward. If you do it physically, but it's not in your heart, it, it doesn't work. So, this message is supposed to touch your heart. May God remove the stony heart and give us a heart that will listen to the engrafted word in Jesus' name. But the one that gets me is that when she says, but the beggar dogs are allowed to keep the, strap, the scraps. It's not just the right attitude. That kind of language is called tact. Someone say tact. Say it again, tact. T-A-C-T, tact. It is, a lot of people do not have tact. Okay, you can bring that up. Now, Isaac Newton, the, one of the most famous scientists in the whole of human history, he said tact is the art of making a point without making an enemy. I'm waiting. Jesus says we cannot take the bread of the children and give it to the dogs. If you wanted to reply Jesus and you lack tact, you will say, well, why must you use the word dog? But I understand what you are trying to say, but must you use the word dog? That is what is called, what is the opposite of tact? Tactless. And so anybody else? If, what do you call somebody that lacks tact? What do you call somebody that lacks tact? People that don't know how to talk. That's what lack of tact means. What do you call them? Please now, you know. Rash. Who said that? May God bless you. What else do you call somebody that lacks tact? They want to say something, but they don't usually say it well. Huh? Careless. Okay, anybody else? Huh? Simple thing. Hmm? Tactless. You know, I'm a Yoruba man. Where I come from, when you're speaking, the elders will look at you. Ah. It remains small, make you get sense. Shataka labor. Who there's sorobe? And you just talk like that. You will have the answer. Let me define tact for you in my own language. Tact is the good sense. Uh-huh. Tact is the good sense to know what to do or what to say in order to avoid causing offense and still court the favor of others and still achieve one's goal. I thought I got a little clap for that definition. Let me read it again. Tact is so critical. Maybe Jesus set her up that this woman refused to go. Let me throw something that will make her. Hello? 
Have you not done that to somebody before? Somebody that is, you want the person to go, you will just say something annoying so that the person will vex and go. If Jesus tried that, it wasn't going to work. You see, the person that has tact never takes their eyes off their goal. If I can get you to drop what you want to do just by giving you a little insult, you are not smart. Tact means good sense. It says the good sense to know what to do or what to say in order to first avoid offense because the person you are talking about, if it takes offense, your case is closed. Some people say it doesn't matter. It will matter. It will, and a lot of things are going on. It is mattering very well now, we can see. In order to avoid offense and still court the favor. The favor you tell, you help us. Family prayer of men. We will enjoy favor. Everybody say amen. You will enjoy favor. But when you are tactless, favor will walk away from you. In order to avoid offense and still, mm, and still, in spite of the atmosphere, in spite of the difficulty, in spite of how I feel, how I feel does not change what I want. In spite of that, still court the favor of others and achieve one's goal. That is the equation that will work. Zacchaeus had tact. As soon as it came down from the tree, I was showing you on Sunday. Jesus didn't ask him, are you a sinner? He said, Lord, I will give half of my wealth away. Someone say tact. If you are not saying it, you are tactless. Say tact. Who, who tell them, make it talk? Who ask them? What do you say in the presence of greatness? Some people, it is to hide. Your PhD is in hiding. Hiding will not take you to where you want. This is a person that has mercy. He said, I give half away. He said, if I cheated anybody, I'm going to restore four times to the person. You know what Jesus said? Jesus responded. The man didn't pray one prayer. He didn't ask for one thing. He says, today salvation comes to you. He says, you have proven yourself to be a true child of Abraham. And the, the Jews saying that he is a con man. Is this and that. What it means that if Zacchaeus is the one proven to be a, a real son of Abraham. Which means you that you are talking outside. You are fake. Somebody say tact. Show some tact. Say tact. It's the good sense. The word good sense is similar to the word sense, but it's not the same thing. Nigeria, when people say you have sense, you should be careful. Why your sense? Connie sense. Ooh, somebody give me another one. Magomago sense. That's not even good that far. You know, just small, small sense. And that kind of sense is wicked sense. Tact is a good sense. It's a good place for you to clap. Hallelujah. Now, I'm talking about the things this woman exemplified. Let me ask the men, do you want to marry a woman that lacks tact? Sorrow anyhow. Ah, or more. When a whole human being talks like, 
Omolangidi. It's like, it's like, a, uh, what's that called? Mannequin and a human being. They you stand together. You now speak like mannequin. You. You know what happens? All the beauty. The Bible says, a woman that is beautiful and that lacks tact is, is no better than a pig wearing expensive earring in his nose. It's in the Bible. Tact. May the Lord help us. You know, great people are looking for tact. It says, great favors will be conferred on those that please the Lord. How, the, the king, how do you please the Lord when you talk anyhow? How do you please the king when you talk like everybody else? What will single you out for a blessing? That's what happened to this man. Instantly, the Lord granted. Zacchaeus, instantly. I told you about Rebecca. Instantly. The man brought out two earrings and two bracelets. And I checked the value of that thing. It's equal to about 12,000 US dollars. When she finished drinking, um, feeding the animals. You know, the Bible says he brought out two earrings and two bracelets. The value is, is about six ounces. Each ounce of gold today sells for about $2,000. So you're talking about $12,000, 6 million introductory gift. I don't know you yet, but just to appreciate you. Who wants 6 million from me here? 6 million just introduce, it's like a handshake. When he got to their house, go and read the story. I think it's verse 59. I'm talking about Genesis 24 in verse 59. Bible says the, the servant still brought out silver and gold for Rebecca. Then gave to the mother expensive gifts and the brother Laban, you know, Laban gave him. So what he gave as introduction can be nothing close to what he delivered. If my introduction is 6 million, I don't know the value of what he now gave. And what exemplified her? Tat. Says, yes, Lord, my Lord, I will give you water. But let me also give to your animals. Today, please, let me ask, how many people do you see talk like that? Come on now, how many people do you see talk like that? It's very scarce. That's why the blessing is scarce. But grace assembly, God is giving us the equation. Come on, help me bless the Lord. Because the Lord loves us very specially. You see, this is what is going to work. The king is going to recognize you by the tact. The good sense that you show. This setup to make you upset. Don't fall for it. It is, see, when Satan wants to get you, he will set trap for you. And what trap will he set for you? You know you're a Nigerian. You, you get annoyed very quickly. You're, you will ignite. Yeah. I remember, madam, when I went to Ghana, hmm? when I visited Ghana the first time, they now gave me a room that I didn't like. So I went to the reception. What's that? Um, not the Labadi Beach. The, the, the one before it. The one next to it. Very nice hotel like this. It's a beach hotel. I, you know? And I told them, no, 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 I don't like this room. So I said, what about this room by the swimming pool? He said, I can tell you're Nigerian. <laughs> I said, how? He said, Nigerians, you know, they take prisoners. <laughs> you know, we have to, you know, being born again is, it doesn't matter. Get born again. 
may we get born again into being tactful in all we do or tactical in Jesus' name. Let me give you another quotation by Samuel Johnson and my TJF group. You know I'm always quoting Samuel Johnson. This is what he says. He says, language is the dress of thought. Language is what you dress your thoughts in. If you wear rags for your thoughts, what happens? If your language is coarse, is harsh, is rash, is rash, what you're doing is your thought, you are dressing it in rags. So when the king ushers you out of his palace, out of his presence, it's because your thought were not dressed with tact. Have you heard this saying before? Dress the way you want to be addressed. So when you dress your thoughts in tactlessness, you get the result. The woman went on her knees. He said it's true. But can you reconsider? Her thought was dressed in robes. And Jesus responded, Can I pray a prayer? May our thoughts not be served in nakedness, in rags anymore, anyhow, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because the language that you use, hey, how you speak, you'll be rewarded for how you speak. Hey, not just what you say. The the language is very important. The choice of words. It's saying, yes, sir. Yes, Lord. You're right. And it is not say dogs. It says even the beggar dogs are allowed to keep the straps. And you know what happened? God, God says, oh, so you're satisfied with straps. I will give you the whole bread. She went home with the whole bread because of tact. So now put your hand on your forehead and say, Lord, I receive tact, good sense from today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me, the choice of words. Let's talk about choice of words. Have you noticed that you like people that choose words that warms your heart? Have you noticed that? Minister Maria, you know, for instance, among the teenagers that you teach and all that, there are one or two of them. They have a way of saying, Mommy, how are you this morning? You look radiant. Or if you're looking a little, says, did you sleep well? What happens to you? You feel like hugging the child instantly. Choice of words. We have to learn how to choose words. It's not the first word that jumps to your mind. You serve. How many of you admit that usually it's not the best word that first jumps in our mind? That's why the Bible says be slow to speak. Check the word out. Otherwise you are going to offend the king. Let me tell you the things I noticed that she put in display there. Apart from tact, there's another word called entreaty. It's to plead in a very humble way. Entreaty. She says, yes, Lord. It is true. She says, not just dogs, beggar dogs. The word entreaty is the way you make your appeal. Some people say, I'm appealing, but your words are arrogant. Or your words are not touching me. You see, what happens to people that use entreaty is that 
you feel compassionate towards them. You feel they deserve another chance. Who knows what I'm talking about? Somebody scratched my car one day and I was just had enough and I was just, because they've been bashing the car and I just said, this guy is going to pay. I just said, oh daddy, I'm so sorry. Let me clean it. Oh, oh. And it was even the fellow, not the one driving, the one from the other side, he quickly came. He said, let me clean it for you. Why are you driving like this? You know, look at this, daddy. You know, I look at this kind of car. It don't, it don't fall my hand. It might be, no. I said, okay, be, just be careful, this and that. Even if he laughed when he got his car, he has gotten what he wants. Somebody say entreaty. Do you know some things that they said, no, you can't have? If you move intact, put it into entreaty, you'll be surprised. Do you know all our hearts are the same? I'm telling you. Except some extreme demonic people, most people are the same. But some will say, lie, lie, which kind of entreaty? Oh, no, 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 I beg, I beg, I beg. No, 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 no. And then the compliments, pay compliments, is different from flattery. When it says, yes, Lord. Ah. It says, master. Ah, compliment, near. Can I tell you something? Compliments opens people's hearts. Oh. See, some boys don't find their wife fine, well, well. You know why they've married the fine girl? They sabi compliment past the fine boy. Compliments open somebody's heart. But it's different from flattery. If you tell me now, I'm tall, dark, and handsome, I'll say, maybe one out of three, tall, Bawo, compared to who? Minister James? No. So I'll start suspecting you. So it's not flattery. It is compliments. Help me compliment someone around you. Look at Minister Maria. Nobody would know you're over 50. God! You're going to be grandmother very soon. Look at you. <laughs> Look at the way she's reacting. I said, help me compliment somebody, Minister James. Listen, mama baby, you try. Look at you, you're already sekpe, sekpe. How do you do it, girl? Instantly says, I like my pastor. And then you are jealous, you like your pastor. Do you compliment her? Some people are always complimenting themselves. You never take picture of anybody. It's only yourself. It is selfishness to be selfing, selfing, selfing. Selfishness. Let me give you the things, apart from humility, look at her soft tone. Look at her timing. She was quick to respond. Because sometimes the door, the opening is very short. You must be quick. Not to take offense, but to respond. The choice of her words, she, was, she operated in deference and respect, and she was persuasive. Not in an aggressive way. Some people want to persuade you, but they're in a hurry. You know, you want me to do something for you that is not possible. And you're saying it like, okay, so, so. Have you met such people who say, uh, sorry, sir, so. You have canceled the sorry with your, you've canceled the sorry with your, how many of you always say so? So, pastor. Pastor, I want to teach you so. When can I come? Eh? 
My protocol will just block you, say he's busy. So call, so me. Hello, somebody. Does it work like this or not? Why are you quiet? Does it work like this or not? Aha. Now, and then there was candor. The word candor means openness. A lot of us cannot speak. We think if we're open, nothing good will come out of it. Her speech, was, was it open or not? It shocked Jesus. A whole Jesus was shocked. The God who knows the beginning to the end, he was shocked in a positive way. Candor gets the attention of great people. And of course, appreciation. Let me ask you, what is the opposite of deference? People who, deference is people who give honor to whom honor is due. What is the opposite of deference? Huh? Arrogance. Anybody else? Ego. Where are you coming from with all of those things? You know? Look at some people, the choice of words. You need to practice the right choice of words. Some brothers have to tell me, hey, Pastor, I've been believing God for a wife. Uh, you have been believing God. You just see the lady, you just say, The Lord said, You'll be my wife. Ladies, what happens when somebody speaks like that? Choice of words. You say, God told me you'll be my wife. Hallelujah. What do you say? You see, the ladies are not even answering me. Say, Pastor, don't even think about it. Macho man. Is that how you got your girl? What kind of choice of words do you operate? Sweet words. Hmm. And you went with candor. Say, you know, I don't have a lot of money yet, but if you marry me, I'm going somewhere. That's candor. Praise God. The Bible says people will be rewarded for what they say. They will be rewarded by how they speak. What you say can mean life or death. But those who speak with care will be rewarded. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 12 says, Wise words bring approval, but fools are destroyed by their own words. The message translation says, The words of a wise man are gracious, but the talk of a fool self-destructs. The scripture I want to land on is Colossians 4 verse 6a, the amplified version, amplified um, AMPC. It says, let your speech at all times, read with that with me, come on, let's go. Let your speech, sometimes, sometimes, at all times, reward gracious, pleasant, and winsome. Stop there. What is the word winsome? Even if you've never heard the word before, what does it tell you? Win some. Come on now, I'm waiting for somebody. Where's my microphone? What's going on here? I said, what does winsome tell you? Captivating. The word win doesn't need any introduction. Which means if you want to win, you must speak in a winsome way. Hello? When I saw this thing, I actually took a little time to check the dictionary. And the Webster dictionary says winsome is to be generally pleasing, engaging, and full of charm. 
Come on, now read that with me. Winsome is generally pleasing, engaging, and full of charm. That's why the Bible says the king will shower favors on those that he finds pleasing. That's what it says. Many favors are showered on those who please the king. The winsome speech pleases. The dictionary says to be winsome is to be generally pleasing, engaging, which means you will speak in such a way they cannot be distracted from you and full of charm. Don't be crude. Don't be crass. Don't be obnoxious. Be courteous. Be full of charm. That's what it means. So that Colossians 4 verse 6a says, Let your speech at all times be gracious, pleasant, and what? And winsome, seasoned, as it were, with salt. So that you may never be at a loss. So that you don't end up losing out. At all times. Somebody say at all times. You know, the problem is you don't know when your opportunity is going to show up. You know, some people when they come to church, they switch to win some speech. But your opportunity may be at the gate. Somebody that has packed his car doesn't, you know, some rich people, they wear jeans and trainers and just one nice shirt. So you just come in like that. And you're driving in with your broke car. And you almost touch a person. And the person looks at you and says, just go. Come on out. Is that bad? It's not so bad, but is it winsome? Okay, why is it not winsome? Just go. What is wrong with just go? It's almost like I will stop. Just go. It's not winsome. And the fellow looks at you and says, that's okay. And goes. At the end of the service, I said, let me introduce my friend. He's the director for African Affairs of Facebook. And he's here looking for talents. He said, do you want to say a word? I said, oh, hello everybody. Glory to God. You know, it's so nice to be in church. I meet all kinds of people in church. One almost ran me over and just said, just go. He said, by the way, what does just go mean in Nigeria? Just be going. With all the package that you brought, just be going. See yourself, just be going away. Somebody say, be winsome. Help me look at two people. Say, speak in a winsome way. So that you can win. Glory be to God. Now, I want to now skip some things and let me ask you. When the Bible says, when the instruction comes, it says, speak well and live well. Speak well and enjoy favor. What about people that don't speak at all? They're very quiet. Is there anything wrong with being quiet? No. If this woman was quiet or too quiet, she wouldn't have said much. Will she get the result? When we're talking about speak, remember the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there's a time to be quiet. Come on now. And there's a time 
speak. Another translation is to say, there's a time for you to be silent, but there's another time to speak up. Or God, when your season comes, the worst thing you can say is, I am quiet. There's a time for that. Hey, I have some quiet members in Grace Assembly. May you not be quiet on the day you should speak for it. See, sometimes if you don't speak, nobody will speak for you. Not only should you be winsome, what use is winsome of something that was never spoken? Hello. Meanwhile, I have members in Grace Assembly that speak too much or talk too much. Some don't even talk at all. Help me look at anybody. So, who are you? Hmm. Hmm. Hey. When you are too silent for yourself, you may miss your opportunity. Or some people are not even silent. Once they get into a certain group, they withdraw. Nothing you say, they just stay in the corner. You think the blessing is going to come and look for you. There. Even Jesus went to the Jordan to be baptized. If he was withdrawing, it was in the Jordan, the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove and the voice of the Lord came and said that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hello there. Am I getting somebody's attention? Silence is not always the answer. You need to ask what time is it? Even in your silence, practice how you will speak. Because if you have been silent for too long, you know what happens? When it's time to speak, you don't know how to speak anymore. I'll give you an example. When you're sick with a broken leg and they put you on the bed, you can't move for like four weeks. Do you know when you first stand up, you fall down? No, no, you won't have your orientation. Your muscles are now wasted. can't carry your weight. So, if you have not been speaking, trust me, the day you want to speak, you may not do a good job. In small places, practice not your talk. Practice your speaking. When I ask a question now, it's time for you to practice your speaking. Some people will never say anything, no matter what I say. Even if I give the microphone in their hand, they won't say anything. So what confidence you have if the king were in front of you that you say the right thing? Practice makes perfect. Glory to God. And talking about speaking, you know Nigerians, we believe in speaking to everybody. Nigerians like to tell everybody what they should be doing, how they should be thinking. Nigerians are very But there is a speaking that should precede the speaking out. The first speaking is to speak to yourself. As the Lord was saying, these dogs cannot do this, this and that. I'm sure the one was speaking to herself, saying, okay, so if, what are you going to say? Since she has said this thing, and so on, before she spoke. What about the woman with the issue of blood? She, re- she took a blessing that the Lord didn't give. Bible didn't say virtue, he released virtue. It says, the Bible says when she taught him, virtue left him. It's like my money. My money left me. It's different from I give you money. Why? She spoke to herself. Bible says as she walked towards him, she was saying to herself, speaking to herself, if only 
I can touch the hem of his garment. You know, we spend so much time speaking to everybody. Telling them how much they must think, how they must do things. Do you speak to yourself? The all she did was speak to herself and the result is in the Bible till tomorrow. A blessing the Lord did not plan, did not release, she collected. You see, these people that I'm talking about that spoke well, they are the ones that did the most tremendous things in the Bible. She didn't pray. She just spoke to herself and she acted. Sometimes, the time you've spent praying, you need to take a bit of it to speak to yourself. Speak to yourself and ask yourself, do I speak in a winsome way? Or am I so quiet that when opportunity comes, that's how I will say nothing. You have even forgotten how to talk because you have not done it in a long time. Speak to yourself. Deference, speak to yourself. Do you act with deference? Given a situation, authority says no. It's not going to happen. Can you still show the kind of humility that say you have the authority to say that and really, I have no trouble with that. However, perhaps you can reconsider my own case. The person expecting you to get upset will be surprised. Pleasantly surprised. I told you that difference opens the doors of the heart that had been closed. We need to practice it. Glory to God. Why are you all quiet? Why are you all quiet? Let me now show you one scripture. First Peter, talking about speaking. Eh? First Peter 4 verse 15. First Peter 4 verse 15 says, But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as what? A busybody in other people's matter. Please, let me ask you. God is saying, don't suffer as a busybody. I know the first thing you're thinking is that, how can I be a busybody? Let me ask you, what are the names we call busybody in Nigeria? Bebelube. Aproko. Amebo. Olofofo. What about Tatafo and Olofofo sound the same? Now, what is the common factor with all those names? Is it about how they walk? Is it about how they dance? It's about how they talk. And the Lord is saying, hey, watch how you talk. Switch from talking to speaking so that you don't suffer. The word is there. Let none of you do what? Suffer. You know, there's nobody that needs to introduce the meaning of suffer to you. Suffer na bad thing. So instead of speaking to yourself, instead of speaking to authority with deference, uh, with humility, now you are now, now speaking or talking to other people about what is not your business. It's one thing for you to miss the opportunity, you're on ground zero. When you suffer, you go to minus. Let nobody suffer as a busybody. Oh, somebody said amen over there. God bless you. Now, give me the contemporary English version. Watch this. Oh, boy, 
cry, God have mercy. Read that with me. But you deserve to suffer. Eh? The Bible. You deserve to suffer if you are a busybody. Leave murderer. We won't do that one. Do you know this talking is not just opportunities you can miss. You can subscribe to suffer. And then you'll be chasing pastor. Pastor, pray for me. This and that. There's no need to pray. Just stop speaking as a busybody. Speak to yourself. Speak to the king. Speak in a courteous way. Speak in a winsome way. Show deference. Show some humility. Be persuasive in your speech. Know when to be quiet and when to speak. You don't need any prayer. And the situation will turn around. Ladies, I told you about, uh, about Rachel. Is that, no, no, not Rachel. Naban's wife. What's her name? Abigail. Look at the way she spoke. David never forgot her. Lila. You see, when you speak in a winsome way, the king will be looking at you and say, Kai, why are you amongst these poor people? Why are you... Um, you belong to this side. Bah! Promotion. Uh, when he says the king will confer many favors on those that please him. Those of you that say it doesn't matter, king, let me tell you where the word of a king is, there's power. Power to change your life. Power to end your struggle. She spoke well, the king took her from nonsense. To the palace. You deserve to suffer if you are a busybody. Somebody said, Not my portion in Jesus' name. I said, Not my portion in Jesus' name. I want us to get to the point where we're going to pray. Let me just show you this one Job chapter 2, verse 10, the New Living Translation. Job was a righteous man. Do you agree? Job was a good man, but let us meet his wife. His wife said something, and Job replied and said, You talk like a foolish woman. Married, but they talk differently. So, in all this, at the end, Job said nothing wrong in the situation, but she spoke like a foolish woman. You talk like a foolish woman. You see, your talk should change you speaking. When God now turned everything around, Mrs. Job, how, where does she hide? That's why you should think before you talk. Any loro, tobati kosheko. Your words are like eggs. Once it's broken, you can't pack it. Even if people forgive you, they may not forget. Glory to God. But I want to thank God for the woman in Proverbs 31, the woman of Grace Assembly. Proverbs 30, 20, uh, 31 verse 26 says, she doesn't just talk. She speaks. It says, when she speaks, 
Come on now. Somebody should clap for this woman of grace assembly. When she speaks, she doesn't just talk. She speaks well. When she speaks, her words are wise. And kindness is a rule for everything she says. And that's why the Bible says, it says you have done well. But you're better than your mates. You have done well because you speak well. Many women have done well, the Bible says, but you excel all of them. I have a feeling it's more than how she lived. I think it has a lot to do with how she speaks. I want you to stand up. Have you learned something today? I said, have you learned something today? Give me one word out of all the words I picked that is strong on your heart. Somebody give me one word. Winsome. Tact. Hey, Moonlight Churchy. Listen, clap for yourself. Tact. Winsome. Somebody give me one last one. Somebody give me one last one. Entreat. Shy. You know, when somebody use entreaty, the psalmist says, entreat the Lord's favor. Hey. You see, entreaty and favor, they go together. Hi. Greatness will look at you and say, ah, this one is different. You know where I come from? When you speak with entreaty, a powerful person will look at you and say, Akika, which means you sabi talk. Who knows what I'm talking about? Say, Akika. Imagine heaven looking at you and say, Akika. He said, what you want, Jesus says, is what you get. Wave your hands to the Lord. With some speech. With entreaty. Practicing deference. Shut Baba. Oh, Father, may you single us out of the crowd. Rebecca didn't ask for a husband. God, the prince of God. Zacchaeus didn't ask for salvation. He was announced as a true son of Abraham in the face of people that criticized him. Why didn't you talk to God? Say, Lord, I want to be able to speak like this. Abigail never knew she would live in the palace. She was married to a fool. And when you're married to a fool, you're Mrs. Fool or Mrs. Foolish because you will bear his name. But because she spoke so well, she ended up in the palace. Bring me Psalm 141 verse 3, the New Living Translation we want to pray. Psalm 141 verse 3, the New Living Translation we want to pray. Take control of what I say, O Lord. And guide my lips. Say after me, take control of what I say, O Lord. And guard my lips. Prayers in the name of Jesus. Father, take control of what I say, O Lord. That I will not abort my own destiny. That I will not empower Satan who wants to block my way. I will not facilitate the full stop in my life by what I say. Guard my lips, O God. 
help me do this. Somebody really ought to pray. If you knew where you should be by now, if you spoke well, if you know what you are supposed to be having and enjoying, you will realize we don't have a lot of time to waste. As a matter of fact, some things we are going to say is to correct what we have damaged in the past. Pray, say, Lord, take control of what I say. If you can pray in the spirit, just launch out in the spirit. Matale, the rashness of my words in the past father please deliver me from the consequences lord set me free from the chains and the pains oh father the days i let people draw me into what is not my business bible said do not speak as a busybody so you don't suffer you deserve to suffer praise the lord when they ask me what do you think i don't have it it's not my business help me control what i say control the conversations I join the Bible says he that speaks well the king will be his friend praise the Lord I need for you to lift my level up by the kind of people that I begin to associate with take control the word control is don't leave it to me. I may mess up. Somebody you need to pray in a frantic way because you know that this is your prayer point. Take control of what I say. Many of us are unguarded. We're not bad, but we don't we don't, we, we we just lose focus. We're not paying attention and somebody asks for an opinion of what is not your business. The psalmist says, I don't concern myself with things that are too lofty for me. Things that are above me. I don't get concerned. I don't want any fight to be brought into my life. I don't need any disaster in my family. Lord, help me to control what I say. Help me to control. When people ask for my opinion of what is not on my level, I have no opinion. Those of you that go to the internet, you're always commenting on everything. You don't need to do that. Do not suffer as a busybody in other people's matters. Somebody has a right to afflict you because you said something that is out of place for you to say. It's not your business. You may be suffering, but let the yoke be destroyed this evening. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, let your mercy prevail over our lives. Take control of what I say. Give me the new century version. We're still praying. New century version. Somebody look up and say, Lord, help me. I can't hear you. Lord, help me. Help me to control my tongue. Which means that God can give the ability that you didn't have before to control your tongue. Help me to be careful about what I say. He that speaks with care, the Bible says, will be rewarded. Go to God in prayer. Lord, help me to control my tongue. Because many times my tongue is out of control. Help me to stop being careless about what I say. Help me to become careful. Because he that speaks with care will receive the reward from the Lord and from the king. 
I don't want to miss out anymore. Somebody say, Lord, help me. I'm here for the help of Lord. Help me to become very deliberate. Help me to be careful about what I say and how I say. Because who that speaks with care is the one that will be rewarded. Hey, God, Bible says people will be rewarded by how they speak. Help me to be careful about how I speak and what I say. Let me gain this ability, O oh God. Let me not snap anymore. Help me not to be reckless and careless anymore. Let me stop igniting and be spontaneous when I'm speaking and I don't even know who is listening. These days people can be recording you and they'll be telling the person that could bless you and they send the recording to the person. Oh God help me. You may not even know why you are stuck. It may be one thing you said carelessly. Help me. Blessed God, to be careful about what I say. Help me to control my tongue. The Bible says, he that cannot control his tongue, his religion is in vain. Help me, O God, to control. My tongue will not control me. Help me to be careful what I say. Give me the Passion Translation. Same scripture. Listen, it says, God, give me the grace to guard my lips from speaking what is wrong. Wrong has a recompense. Wrong can bring a dastardly harvest. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Say, Lord, give me the grace. We're in grace assembly. Grace this time to guard my lips from speaking what is wrong. What will be held against me? What the king will hear and block me and my family? Lord, give me the grace. Anybody that received the grace will not suffer disgrace. Lord, give me the grace to guard my lips from speaking what is wrong. No matter who is tempting me. It is the person I ask you the question that will relay what you said. Pray, say, Lord, give me the grace to guard my lips from speaking what is wrong and the grace to speak in a winsome way. Come on, let us pray. The grace to be able to stop myself from speaking what is wrong. Now the grace to speak with deference, to speak persuasively, to speak winsome words, that will open the hearts of great people to me that will bring me before the attention of heaven and God will say what you want is what you get it doesn't matter what anybody thinks what will make the Lord say today salvation, deliverance and blessing comes to your house it doesn't matter what you did before the kind of grace that will make God change my experience in the land of the living the kind of grace that will cause me to move from being the tail to be the head to catch the attention of the king and many favors are now bestowed upon me by the king the grace to be pleasing to great people the word favor means something you didn't earn the word favor means something you cannot pay for something way beyond your level it says many favors 
will be bestowed upon the one the king finds pleasing. Pray, pray, say, Lord, give me the grace to speak in a winsome way, to be pleasing before those that matter, those that are critical to my success, those that are influential in the areas that I'm needy, Lord. Give me the grace. Begin to thank the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm glad I made it here. I'm glad you've given me the key. He said, whatever you open shall be open. When I speak, doors will open. The gates to the city of my desire will respond when I speak my winsome words, in my winsome ways. Hey, reward. Bible says, a man shall be rewarded by what he says. As I speak now, reward after reward will show up. He that speaks with care will be rewarded. The days of not having reward will be over. He says a man shall be rewarded by how he speaks. As I speak in a lovely way. As I speak words from, from, from a good heart position. As, I, as, I, as, I, as, I, as my body language lines up with what I'm saying. The doors will open to me. The doors of marriage, the doors of promotion, the doors of elevation, the doors of a turnaround, the doors of elevation will be opened unto every one of us. I will not speak foolishly anymore. I will speak with the tongue of the learned. I will speak like the Syrophoenician woman. I will speak like Rebecca. Hey! And I will be introduced to another level that I didn't even know existed before. Father, thank you for this grace. We bless your holy name. We will speak well and we will live well. From today we will speak well and we will be greatly rewarded. And the name of the Lord be glorified. Thank you, Jehovah God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you don't want to celebrate the Lord, just celebrate Him for me because this is going to work for me. We're going to speak well. Come on now. If you know you're going to speak well and enjoy God's favor, enjoy the favor of the King, put those hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 If you've been blessed, I want you, as you take your seat, tell somebody this service was for me. It was for me. My job is done. I wanted to arm you with the key of David. The key that makes all the difference.